Hey friend, welcome to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. I'm Gabby Flater, a faith-led wife, mom of three, certified nutrition consultant, personal trainer, and passionate about changing lives. I know how frustrating it can be to navigate the health and wellness world. You want to be motivated to prioritize your well-being and wish you were more educated when it comes to cultivating a healthy home. Maybe you're a mom who's completely burnt out and needs a fresh perspective on life, or you're searching for a place to feel seen, heard, and encouraged in a godly manner. No matter if you're doing the dishes, getting your sweat on, or drinking reheated coffee while watching the kids play, there is always an opportunity for growth. If you are ready to finally take action about these desires and are ready to learn, grow, and transform your mind, then you are in the right place. It's time to establish deeper roots so you can enjoy a more fruitful and fulfilling harvest. Let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome back to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. My name is Gabby and thank you so much for tuning in this week. As always, I hope that you are enjoying the last couple days of warmth here in the Midwest as we are going to be heading into fall, right? I actually just love this time of year. It's one of my favorite times of the year where the sweatshirts come out and coffee just is so much better. You know, coffee's always good, but so much better when it's crisp outside and you have a hot cup to warm you up. <clears throat> so, um, you know, and if you're like all things pumpkin, well, this is your season. All things apple, this is your season. I'm more like the apple girl. I do like a good pumpkin pie. Like, that's awesome. Um, but I'm not like, give me all the pumpkin spice things. I wonder when that craze started. Like, who started that, like, thing? <laughs> Like, when did it become such a cultural shift? Probably when the internet just, like, exploded with everything. And then now everyone's got all these brands and protein powders and all their things and bars and cereals and creamers and I don't even know. So, you know, everyone's got to have their pumpkin spice flavor to get themselves in the pumpkin spice game, right? So... Let me know what your favorite pumpkin spice thing to eat is, or if it's just good old-fashioned pumpkin pie, like me. Um, but otherwise, yeah, apples. That's the other good one. We have already canned like 16 quarts of applesauce. We have have a few more from last year still to finish. I would like to, I might have two more jars of apple pie filling. I would like to make more. We've already gone to an apple orchard for picking and just for the experience. The kids loved it. And then we've gone to our favorite place to get uh, apples that are reduced price. They're called seconds. So if you don't know this, here's an insider tip. Listen in. If you have an apple orchard that you go to or you have local ones nearby, give them a call or stop in and ask them, hey, do you offer seconds? And they'll know what you're talking about. Seconds are the ones that have fallen to the ground or that maybe have like the smallest little nick, bruise, or scab on them. They're just not like tip-top shape that you would like pop out on display kind of a thing. 98% of them are edible. I would eat them. I wouldn't have to just use them for applesauce. Like they are good. Some are smaller, some are larger, some have a bruise. You just cut it off. They're so worth it. So we go to one up the road from us and we get seconds for our applesauce and our apple pie. Now they're not organic. Uh, they, I'm, I 
pretty sure they spray things. I, you know, again, I, I can't. I used to get it from an organic place and they offered seconds, but now they don't anymore. That's where we went to pick apples. And so we enjoyed that. And it's a hefty price actually over there. So happy to support them, you know, one time this apple season and go enjoy our apple other things, uh, you know, in other places and make our things. It's still homemade. We're removing the skins, whatever. We wash them when we get them. You know, I'm not like over the top with that, you know. I, I can only be so crunchy <laughs> and, uh, you know, provide my family with the best of the best when I can. So we still make homemade applesauce because it's such a fun experience and it's great. So the seconds we get a whole, basically, so I weigh them every time because it's, you know, around the same every year. So we get a full bushel and they have a whole bunch of crates stacked behind a door in a corner and they are $25. And so basically you fill two paper grocery bags up to almost the top. Like, you know, you, you can split it up between both so they're not super heavy. So they are like, I don't know, just over three quarters of the way full. And I weighed them when I got home and it was 44, we'll just call it 45 pounds. And we paid 25 bucks for 45 pounds of apples. So that was like, what, 55 five cents a pound I don't know I can't remember I did the math so we love going there for our seconds we're probably going to go there again this week my mom would like to get some and then we're going to go find another place to hit up for some apple picking Um, and then I'll be canning more applesauce and some more apple pie filling Winston absolutely loves my oldest loves apple pie anything so half the time it's like you know I make an apple crisp for a dessert but then you know, I always healthify things and it's literally like, you know, has butter and oats, apples, cinnamon, and, you know, some sugar. Like I would make that for oatmeal. Like it's basically just like oatmeal. So I have made an apple pie French toast bake. I have made apple pie, like oatmeal bake, basically. That was good. Um, and then just like apple crisp and stuff. And so that's always an easy thing to make for breakfast. I actually just pulled out some leftover of that apple pie stuff that I made in the crock pot. I literally just made it up as I went and I just like had leftover cubed up bread in the freezer. I put eggs and milk and, um, the apple pie filling and yeah, that called a good and just let it sit in the crock pot. So, um, yeah, I pulled out the leftovers of that for us to eat through because it's been a little while. So I wanted to pull that out. But anyway, that is a little tip for you about those apples seconds. I hope that you can find some close by to you. Um, and if you don't want to waste time going in, just call. And not every place is going to do them, but a handful of them will. Um, but some of them will just end up saying like, no, we don't offer that. We give those to the animals or cows or whoever, which is what the organic place Um is is doing now which is totally cool they gotta eat too and why not some good old organic apples all right so enough about apples and pumpkins are you hungry <laughs> so i have an episode that it's gonna come out on a topic that i wrote about already but i want to sit here because this is fresh in my mind i'm hot off the press from a weekend away at a fitness convention called SCW Mania and they are all over the U.S. and this one is Midwest Mania because I'm here in the Midwest 
and I have attended this two other years. I would go on about every other year basis and then COVID hit and then I had a baby the next year I was supposed to go and they still had funky rules and my littlest one at the time would not take bottles so I couldn't leave her um so yeah it's been since 2019 and here I am here in 2023 making it happen again uh with some other um people that are in the fitness profession personal trainers I am also a group exercise instructor um you know nutrition coach all the things so I can attend this conference for continuing education so as you know I did if you remember in prior podcasts I had done my prenatal and postnatal fitness for renewing my certifications because it was up in June um, so I've renewed that it's all set to go I had my CPR training and everything because that's every two years I think as well or something and now I attended this mania which covers all of the CECs that I need for my to hold my license for personal training and what's really cool is because even though I renewed it already, the window that this falls in of when I went actually will count in two years towards my CECs again to renew. So that's why I went. Um, it's crazy to me, but I'll take it because um, I'm always I, I'm always going to continue to keep learning and diving in, and, and I absolutely love it. I'm a nerd when it comes to anything health, wellness, fitness, like nutrition all the things um so it was definitely right in my wheelhouse um it's not the same what it was in other years because of the pandemic and how it's changed things just not a lot of not the same environment I mean it is but it 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 just it was a lot less people I felt like um yeah the energy was still there but yeah I don't know what it was just felt different it also felt different in a sense that um, this was the first year I had gone without uh, my best friend Sandy who actually was the one that encouraged me to go for my personal training certification and that was one of the ways that I was able to help teach at her studio at T3 and um, that's why I went after it and um, yeah so this was the first year going without her but her sister and another lady we went um, actually two other ladies and uh, we had a great time. It was a wonderful time. So I just kind of wanted to, I don't know, recap and just kind of, I guess, word vomit if you want to say. Like just like things I took away that I feel would be beneficial for you guys. Um, and as I'm processing and, you know, I came away, just my brain was just mush. Literally, I had left at 5 a.m. on Friday morning to get there. Um, it was about an hour and a half, um, an hour and a half drive, hour 40, and got there, yeah, 7.30 session in the morning on Friday, and didn't get home till Sunday around 3.30 in the afternoon. The last session went till like 1, 1 o'clock, 1.30, something like that, 1.30, and so there was just so much content, so much moving my body, so much moving and exercising my brain that it just felt like mush and like, wow, I feel like I gained a whole lot of knowledge, but I don't really know how to start sorting it out. (laughs) Uh, And I know in past years I had gone for like all the fitness classes and I like burned myself out and I went and worked out in a ton of different classes. Uh, And while I still did go to some, I also 
found value in more of the lectures and the kind of hybrid like where you he- you listen in like you know um, for part of the time as a lecture um, or just like an educational time and then you're applying things or you're doing the workout or whatever. So <clears throat> I attended many hybrid sessions and many and a handful of lectures. I did take a cycle one which was super awesome because I got to ride on the new cycle bikes that are the Schwinn model um super jealous wish we had them at the Y because I teach I teach cycle and those bikes were like candy (laughs) to a cycle instructor it's like oh my gosh these are amazing um but anyway I wanted to kind of just share generally my biggest takeaways Uh, And by the way, my kids did amazing. My husband held on the fort with four kids. I pumped just enough milk for Estella, my six-month-old. First time ever leaving her overnight for three, two nights. Three full days, basically, we'll just say. Um, Kudos to your moms who pump because I would rather nurse my baby ten times. Way, way, way more... Um, rewarding to me but you got to do what you got to do like if I had to pump I would pump absolutely Um, I'm just so blessed and fortunate to be able to be home um, with my children and um, I can have that time spent um, doing that and not having to to pump while away but I had to do that while I was away so that was a whole other job in and of itself Um, on my breaks and yeah during the middle of the night still had to wake up because that was uncomfortable so still didn't sleep fully through the night but that's okay you got to do what you got to do so she did great had just enough milk there was maybe one or two bags left when I got home and I came home with a whole bunch more so everything worked out wonderful she slept great the other kids did great and dad's alive and the house did not burn down (laughs) no it's great so it's just wonderful to have such a wonderful partner and husband and to just be able to recognize each other's need for pursuing passions and goals and what it takes to help the other person fulfill that. So he's been on his own journey with his CPA um, certification or whatever you want to call it, CPA credentials. Um, and so, you know, he knows this is a lot, to, means a lot to me. So, um, but the biggest takeaways, you know, when you think fitness convention you think like whoa you're just like working all the time you're going hard you're gonna be sweaty you're gonna be dead and that might be the case again if you take all the classes that are literally just workout classes um but the biggest thing I felt like I noticed when I was looking at all the different options different things to attend there was so much more heavily on like um fitness as you age for women in their, you know, approaching their 40s or in their 40s, stuff on like hormones and nutrition, stuff on um, mobility, stuff on fascial release, which is like foam rolling and using peanut balls and lacrosse balls and stuff, putting pressure, you know, pressure points, releasing um, stuff, and proper alignment and just overall focusing on health for the long run 
which, hello, I say that probably on every podcast, if not every other, that exact phrase. And our guest speaker, like for the main session that everyone has to attend, you don't get to pick, um, you know, which ones you attend at this time. It's It was on Saturday morning at 9.30, everyone um, would attend the same speaker. And he touched on just the, just the, he was real bold and he was real brave and he felt like, hey, you know, is this a safe place to, to say this, you know, that big pharma, they aren't, they, they're not looking at us and having our best interest in mind. Like, can we just all agree? Can we all agree? He showed us some pretty alarming statistics. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. <clears throat> but we're talking billions. I, I'm pretty, actually, if I remember correctly, 84 billion, I want to say, was a number that I saw on the screen. Was the amount that Pfizer made post-pandemic. No one, no one should be making that much money off of us. And are we Americans any healthier? I don't think so. I don't think so. And if someone's making that much money off of us, and we don't even know where that money's going, and we're not even healthier as a country, like red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag should be going up. Now, I'm not here to talk vaccines. I'm not here to bash that. You got to do what you got to do. Be informed. But I think you should do yourself a service and like look up some statistics. And I could probably bring that in on a podcast. You know, I, I'm kind of coming just uh, wing, not winging it, but f- free speaking here. Um, I don't have, you know, bullet points of statistics listed at the moment. But can we just agree that Americans are not any healthier? That it's a revolving circle of the band-aids they put on, they give us our band So basically what they're giving to treat any ailments Americans have is a band-aid, which then results in another symptom resulting in needing something else. So it's just a never-ending hamster wheel that we can never get out of. You wonder why we all struggle with ADD, cancer, diabetes, obesity, um, you know, uh, school, you know, um, sarcopenia, like bone density loss, like all of this. There was a slide that he also brought up that hit it right on the nose. And I want to share that with you. I do have that in front of me. So if we're, we Americans aren't healthier, why are we not working on preventative care? Why are we working on reactionary care? You know what I mean? Everything is a reaction to the problem that the American has. When, why can we not take a step back and say, how could we prevent these things from happening? From these sicknesses arising? What are we doing wrong as a culture, as a society, as, a doc- as doctors, as people in the medical professional realm? Oh, it's because anything outside of that realm, that circle, that big pharma, anything that's prescribed outside of that is not going to make them money. Okay? That's it. It's literally all about the money. And they 
won't say that. And I may be stepping on toes, but I see it as truth. And I think more and more people need to hear it and see it. So there was a slide that was brought up and it said, why don't doctors prescribe personal training or group fitness? If it was a pill, exercise would be a trillion dollar moneymaker prescribed to everyone. Because that is huge when it comes to prevention in your health. So, you know, there's so many different avenues to go with that. But I want people to start recognizing and taking their health into their own hands. Educate yourself. Start If you're on your phone all the time, then you better just start following people that are going to start giving you new perspectives on things. Find the health gurus, the nutritionists, the natural, crunchy, homestead, holistic type things. Like you can find that stuff. Free resources are endless. And you just start to slowly see things differently. I was sent a reel by someone, uh, actually a family member sent me a reel from Instagram of someone who said, you might become a conspiracy theorist um, or start, yeah, start having uh, conspiracy theories if you start making, or um, if you get chickens. And so then he went down this rabbit trail of, if you get chickens, then you're going to notice that the egg yolks are way more yellow or a different color than conventional eggs that you've been buying at the store, which will make you question, what are the ingredients in your food, blah, 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 which is going to lead you to make sourdough, which then is going to lead you to make you wonder why, so then you're going to make sourdough, which is then going to make you wonder what else is in the foods and sprayed on the foods that you're buying, which is then going to lead you to gardening and yada, 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 yada. And so what I'm saying is you got to just start somewhere and it's slowly going to unpack and unravel and I think things are going to make more and more sense in how much we are being lied to. Um, And you're going to start seeing the, the companies and the people that are trying to break through and change the health of Americans. And those are the people we should be supporting and funding and promoting because they're fighting. They're fighting for us and they're trying so hard. It's not easy creating products and pushing, you know, the general opinions aside. Like they they are trying to make a breakthrough. And it's not easy when having to work with... um, you know, rules and regulations around creating things and selling things and all of that. I don't even know what that's like. I've not done that. And maybe someday, I don't know. So I just, I just want you to know, you don't have to start at all. Like you just start somewhere. And it's kind of funny because someone sent me, you know, he started with chickens and then you bake your sourdough and you get your garden. Well, I actually did it completely all backwards. (laughs) I have had my garden for 10 years. I've been gardening. I started my sourdough three and a half years ago. And now I have chickens, which we got like two months ago, three months ago. Uh, So it's just kind of funny because it just was a backwards flip for me. But it all made sense. And so I challenge you to look at your health for the long run. 
the theme, like I'm saying, from this fitness convention wasn't getting people to work out for an hour every single day of the week and hitting it hard because that's what's, what fitness is all about. No. I was in some amazing classes with some incredible speakers that were hands-on with like teaching us things, showing us stretches, not just like, okay, do a quad stretch. Like, no, don't do a quad stretch like that. This is how you do it properly. And oh, you know, I work with CEOs and big execs that don't have literally any time and they pay me to put into their schedule. I have access to their calendar. 10 minutes. Hey, you got time, 10 minutes to do two exercises and it's not even exercises. It's like mobility work or it's like tension release. And if they sit all day, which most Americans, what do we do? We just sit, 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 sit. So our posture is off. Our pelvic tilt is off. Your hamstrings are tight. Your glutes aren't firing. No wonder everyone's in chronic pain. But pain is actually a beautiful thing because it's, it's telling you something. And it's signaling that you need to pay attention to some areas of your body and give it some love. So don't look at pain as, oh, I need to pop some ibuprofen, I need to get to the doctor, I need this, I, blah, blah, blah. No, just start doing some stretches, some mobility, deep breath work. Get up out of your chair and move. Um, there's just, just so much. And so the fact that someone will pay someone to schedule in 10 minutes worth of just some mobility or some, uh, you know, two exercise moves, that means everything. That is helping that person get healthier. And that's, that's my job, is to help every person where they're at be healthier with the kind of lifestyle they have, the kind of job, the kind of demands. Everyone's going to be different. Not everyone's going to have the same time for everything. But the goal is to get people to recognize and value their health. Recognize their pain as, I need to be doing something, not just putting a band-aid on it. So, I, I want that for all of you. I want you guys to know that <sighs> lifting the weights, it's not about just, just lifting the weights and just looking around, lollygagging around. Like, lift weights. I mean, pick up the 20-pound dumbbell. Pick up the 30-pound dumbbell for a single arm row. I was just doing those yesterday. I was like, I wish I had a heavier one. I have a 45-pound kettlebell, um, but sometimes I don't like the angle of that one. I'd rather have the dumbbell shape. But either way, I'm saying I have slowly, over time, gotten weights at my house um, heavier. But if you have access to a gym, if you got resistance bands... You need to be putting load on those bones. You need to be putting load on your body. Do you know one of the number one causes, leading causes to death in older Amer- older adults, elderly? Falling. Falling. Are we kidding? Are we kidding? And you want to know why? It's because they have no, they have no, bone density they are weak their muscle where's their muscle 
Do they have stability? Have they worked on any ankle stability, any hip stability? These are the kinds of things, it's not just killing it, not hitting the cardio machines. That is not, that, that is from the 90s, guys, okay? And I, I was born in the 90s. Like, all the 80s, 90s crap, low-fat cardio, women should be skinny, blah, 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 like, all that kind of stuff. Like, don't eat anything kind of thing. Like, women shouldn't be eating that many calories. You need to throw that garbage out the window. And you need to start seeing things for what it is. Stop following those trends. Those are like, I don't even, I don't even know. Just fo- stop following that. And just follow normal trends. <laughs> I don't know what to call them. But like, because everything's going to look like a trend. Because I was going to say, don't follow those trends. Follow these trends. But then you're like, well, how do you know what trend is what safe to follow? I think it should just set red flags when it's telling you to do such alarming things that are against, I guess, just like nature and the natural ways of human history, like who, like how humans survived. What did they cling to? What did they need? Like, and, and just thinking of how fast-paced our world is and these phones and bright lights at night and all this extra sugar. Like, no one had access to that back then. And how has that helped us? All this extra um, electronics and waves going through the air, you know, electromagnetic waves and all this extra sugar and less sleep. Like, how added up? How has that helped us? And then trying to get to the gym when you're sleep deprived and aren't um in a healthy nutritional state okay well now your hormones are out of whack for one you're crabby your hair's falling out you're stressed you're moody you're not losing the weight you're actually gaining the weight or you're hanging on to it and you're like what what gives (laughs) so you just need to slow down you need to slow down People need to look at how is my, how are the, just get back to the basics. How's my mobility? Can I squat? Can I lunge? Can I reach my arms over my head without pain? Can I reach down without my back feeling kinked in my hamstrings? Can I stand on one leg? Can I jump from one foot to the other without feeling like I'm going to crumble? Everyday tasks. So I think of motherhood. Mother, being a mom I mean, dad too, but mom life, you are an athlete, 100%. You are bending, squatting, lunging, turning, lifting, lowering all day long. And it is a weary job. So if you're not doing anything to come alongside that of stretching, focusing on some stability, you're going to kill your body carrying that car seat, picking up that child. You're going to... snap your back you're gonna pinch something you're going to just not feel good it's because you're not allowing you're not giving yourself the time and you don't have to take a lot of time and I've said this before you give yourself like the five ten minute rule and you just show up you buckle up and if you don't want to do any more then you call it quits but chances are when you've gone for five or ten minutes you're going to want to keep going And you're not always going to want to do it. I don't always want to do it. I don't always want to get out and run. I don't always want to work out. And you're like, Cabby, it's easy for you to say. You could probably take a day off. Yes, absolutely. But what you do now is going to benefit you so much more down the long run. 
So if you're in the younger years, 20s, 30s, come just pick something, get established, set a routine. It's only going to make it easier for your body to maintain that bone density, that muscle mass, that consistency, that habit, that mindset. Um, Now, not to say that you can't do it when you're in your 50s or 60s, um, but you can start there. But what you do earlier on is going to benefit you hugely in the coming years. And I want to be a very, I don't want to die from falling. That sounds lousy. (laughs) Like, it's and it's so sad. That's so sad. And so I don't want your knees to buckle on you, your ankles to buckle on you, your hips to be brittle. So you've got to be doing the work. And that's not meaning you're jumping around doing 100 burpees or you're on the cardio machines for an hour. That's doing nothing. You need to be picking up the weights. You need to be putting that time under tension. You need short bursts of cardio. Now, yeah, I'm a runner, okay? But I've valued strength training for years, for years. 10 10 years straight, solid. I picked up those weights as consistent as I ever have ever since I got married in 2013. I found my love of weights and it has never stopped. And I... I have seen myself grow in the in the way of like I will pick up those heavy weights. I will squat 60 pounds with dumbbells. Like if I had a barbell squat, I'm, I mean, I, I would love to see what I can do. I don't always get to the gym to use those kinds of machines, but I'm not afraid of them. Let's just say that. I'm not afraid of getting bulky. You got to do a whole lot of stuff to get bulky, guys. And women... There's so many obstacles. There's time. We have to prioritize it. You don't know where to start. I mean, there's so many things that can get in the way. My kids. And I just want you to know that like eight, five to eight percent of your like fitness, your physique, your health goals, all that kind of stuff comes from fitnessing, if I can call it that. Majority of it, 80% of it is your diet. Let me say that again. 80% of your health fitness goals is going to be in your diet. So let's get it cleaned up. Okay? Get that protein in. Stop smashing yourself in the cardio room. Pick up some weights. Recover. So do the stretching. Do the mobility. Get some sleep. Okay? And it's all about just frequency. Not how much time can you get to the gym two or three times a week? Okay? That right there is going to lead to huge growth. If you can only do one day a week, do it. Don't, if you know yourself, pick pick one day. That's all I want. Pick one day. Okay? You cannot out-exercise a bad diet. You cannot eat a donut and then say, okay, well, I better uh, make sure I make up for that tomorrow. Like, that's, that's just not how the body works, guys. It's just not, it's just not, that's not how your body processes things. You need to learn the value of eating well, 
and moving your body well. Because it's this is the only body you get. So it's going to move you through life. The ups and downs of it. We're going to have our plateaus. We're going to have our hard seasons. We're, we're going to have it all. But just like, I mean, brushing your teeth or, you know, I, making coffee, it's like on autopilot, guys. I could probably, I, no, one ain't, no one's got to tell me to make my coffee. I'm not going to forget. I ain't forgetting that. Likely, you're not going to forget to brush your teeth at night. So let's get this kind of stuff on autopilot. Where you're opening the fridge and you're like, okay, what kind of protein do I got in here today? Oh, I got some ham. Oh, I've got some cubed up chicken I cooked. Oh, I've got some hard boiled eggs. I've got some string cheese in there. Oh, I've got a beef stick in the pantry. Oh, and you know what? And I'll have an apple or you know what? I'm going to make a protein shake today. You know, where are you fitting in that protein? All the time. Every snack. Every meal. I hope I encouraged you with some things. Kind of a little, fi- little fire under your bum. Um, and yeah, encouraged you that this, you know, this is your one shot <laughs> to live the best life you can in this body. Take care of it. Don't put band-aids over everything. Question the things you've been doing, the things you're hearing, the things you're seeing on TV. Actually, just turn the TV off. Okay. 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 Get moving. Start focusing on how can I get my body to be more stable. Um you know, I didn't even mention core, like core stability. That is huge. That's, that's also in where every and where everything lies, like why everything else isn't functioning in, in terms of stability is your core has not been put under tension. And so you're just being pulled and yanked around by this, by gravity in this world and everything. And you don't even know how to brace it for the punches that are going to come. So I don't want you to think that fitness and like what I went to was something of like for crazy fitness freaks, which yeah, I mean, hey, I went to something, I I don't have any moves. There's some, you know, there was Zumba out there. There was no Zumba here this year, but there was something called Work, W-E-R-Q, um, La Blast, and something else. Like these are like the dancing kind of fitnessy things. Just for fun, it was like the 6 to 7 p.m. session. Like the day's done. You know, go have some fun. So I tried it, and I just don't have the moves, guys. I don't. It, yeah. But it was fun. It was great. And a lot of energy and intensity. So I, I just want you to know you can find those fun things. But I want you to recognize the need for just getting back to the basics of fitness. And that maybe you just need to start in the kitchen, not with fitness. Maybe your fitness just looks like walking. Um, maybe it looks like, because maybe you just want to focus on, you know, your, your food right now, which I would 100% advise first. <clears throat> Because you can only do so much before you get overwhelmed and you don't do anything. 
speaking from experience. So pick one and work your way into the others. So if your diet is not cleaned up, and you can go and look at any episodes I have. I've talked about it. I talk about it a lot. Start there first. Watch what's going to happen. Then pick one day a week. That's going to work for you to commit to moving your body. And if you can walk every day of the week, get some steps in, that's awesome. That would be great. But you need some time under tension. Use your body weight for now if, you, if that's what you got. Okay? Squats, lunges, push-ups, tricep dips. Okay? Um, holding, holding that plank, doing some bicycle crunches, something. There are endless free resources out there if you don't want to pay a penny for anything right now. Or if that's an excuse, money. Doesn't have to really cost you anything. Chances are you got a pair of sneakers sitting around, a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. You've got a phone or a laptop or a TV with YouTube? Hmm. Sounds pretty good to me. Um, yeah, and then eventually you're going to crave more. And your body's going to feel stronger. And you might not see weight come off, per se, um, on the scale. But you might be feeling more confident in your clothes you might feel like wow these feel looser but i've not i've not lost any weight how is that possible very possible you're leaning out you're replacing body fat for muscle lose a pound of fat gain a pound of muscle then the scale's not going to budge but someone might compliment someone might compliment you and say wow you look like you lost weight what have you been doing and you're like i haven't lost any weight that might come, come down the road, but you got to start somewhere. And I want you to take care of yourself. I want your hormones to be in check. I want you to be eating food. I want you to not be doing high intensity all the time. There are times and places for that, for you to work hard for short periods of time, to deplete those glycogen stores in your body so that you can start tapping into the fat stores when you're strength training. And using fat for fuel. And that's where the money's at. The more muscle you have, the more energy you're burning, and the more food you can eat. So, no woman should be eating <laughs> really much less than 2,000 calories. Now, if you're pretty sedentary and you know that, then maybe around 17 to 1,800. But again, I wouldn't really get hung up on calories. Um, if anything, I would always just be focusing on how much protein are you getting at every meal? Measure your fats because those are the big bang for your buck. There are a lot of calories. So if you got to measure that olive oil, you got to measure that peanut butter, you got to measure, um, you know, the ground beef, which honestly, like, that's protein too, but some of those, you know, depends on how lean you got it. So some of those could have 30 grams of fat in it, and that's quite a bit. Um, salad dressings. What do you put in your coffee? How much fat is in your creamer? Are you putting a fourth cup in there? I actually measured mine out. <laughs> I got a little sloppy. I was like glug 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 of my half and half, which it's 
it's really not a big deal. But I was like, I feel like I've been, I might have been using a little more than I normally do. And I poured it out before I put my coffee in, in a measuring cup. And I had a full whopping fourth cup of half and half in my coffee, my mug. <laughs> That's four tablespoons. Serving size is two tablespoons, which again, I don't know the last time I even measured my creamer. So I was like, oh, because I, I just had this feeling like, you know, maybe I need to, I, I need to think about that again. Um, so now I'm a little more mindful where I grab that tablespoon for now just to get me back in check with the feel because now I've got, I've done this for so long that a lot of things are by feel and by sight and I'm not here to live bound to tracking and that, but it's become so ingrained in my brain that, you know, those things I, yeah, I just know. So with that, I hope that you found some value in some of my takeaways and thoughts on, you know, health and wellness. And again, just question. Question what the trends are. Is, you know, be careful and weary of influencers, fitness influencers online and what they're gaining from, what they're sharing. Um, yeah, what kind of qualifications do they have? So, with that being said, I hope that I can be your, one of your resources and go-tos moving forward in this life. Um, but if you found value in this podcast, it would mean so much if you would pause, rate, review the show. It takes literally like two seconds. Let me know if you like pumpkin or apple more. Like, I don't care. You tell me what you want. Um, I appreciate every review helps this podcast grow, helps me feel encouraged to keep showing up, to be honest. Um, I appreciate every message, DM, email, whatever, um, from you guys listening, tuning in and, um, yeah, there will be more from where this came from. I'm sure I'll have more to unpack over time. Um, again, my brain was very much like bleh after all the information I absorbed, but I truly loved just like everything about it. And that it basically hit it on the head with my theme that I talked to you guys all about and is our health for the long run. And that's what we're here to play. We're not here for short fixes because then what do we do? We, we revert back, if not to then even worse things. And I don't want that for you. So let's start building and implementing the habits and the lifestyle and the mindsets that are going to serve us going forward from years, for years and years. So with that, I will chat with you guys on the next episode. Have an awesome week and I will talk to you again on the next episode.